The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for making the choice to join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor, great to be with you today. Blessings, my friend. It's good to be here with you as well. Hey, we're getting the reports of how many people are listening. This is very encouraging. As of today and the recording of this particular show, we now have 157,000 subscribers. <laughs> Thanks to each and every one of you. And that uh, we trust will only continue to grow as you help us pass the word that this program is available. Well, we are committed to bringing programs that will authentically and organically speak to this community in ways that will empower them. So please continue to share, continue to let others know about health, hope, and inspiration. We always uh, title these conversations. Today's title is Keeping the Faith During the Battle. Yeah, well, cancer patients are engaged in, in a type of warfare, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and of course, physically. And we're going to talk with an individual today who's going to help us to understand how he was equipped and engaged to continue to work through the battle of being a cancer patient. We'll get to that conversation in just a moment here in the program. You know, I often say, and I'll say it again right now, that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided, underline this, as desired by the patient. That's very important to us. It's extremely important because ultimately, at the end of the day, we want every person to be respected and honored for what they do believe and or what they do not believe and to make sure that they're being supported and nurtured according to those desires as they choose them. Right. Okay. Now, we also offer a resource each week, and this week's resource is four things every cancer patient must do. And I'm underlining words today, but underline the word do, because there's some certain things that we have to take upon ourselves. Four things that we are encouraging individuals to do with regard to this resource is, number one, and you can get more detailed information when you download this resource, is get a second opinion. That is something that every cancer patient we encourage should do. And then they should find the right doctors. And again, what does the right doctor mean to you? How do they make you feel? How does that relationship, that interaction, and that engagement with your physician make you feel? How do they communicate with you? Are they inviting you to be a partner in the treatment process? You need to find a doctor that feels right with you, for you, and during your process. And then, of course, stay strong for the fight and know what questions to ask. That document will help us to, and help individuals to understand some of those finer points. Certainly, and it's free to you. You can download it right now from your computer. Just go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for four things every cancer patient must do. And we'll mention that again later in the program. But the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. 
They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. And you can do that simply by calling 866-712-HOPE. Again, that's 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Center of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, shall we get to our special guest here today? Well, before we do that, let's read a spiritual nugget to establish our day. Thanks for reminding me, yes. And so our spiritual nugget is found in James 2, verse 26. James 2, verse 26, and it says this, For as the body without the spirit is dead... So is faith without works dead also. And that's going to be very important. And it's going to frame our discussion today as we listen to our interview. Well, with me today is Edward, who is a current and active prostate cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And it is my pleasure, my friend, to have you with us today. How are you doing? Fine, sir. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, you you look good, man. You, you, you look fresh and healthy and ready to go. And I say that because typically when people hear the word cancer, they have a certain image in their mind sometimes of what they think cancer patients look like. Uh, and you don't look like that at all. And so I just want people to get a visual of what I'm saying. I, I feel energy. I feel strength. And I feel courage today from you. So uh, thank you for being willing to, to share your story with us. Thank you again. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about where you were mentally, emotionally, uh, maybe even geographically the day that you were told that you had cancer, prostate cancer. The day that I was told I had prostate cancer, I was in New Jersey. It was like a slap in the face. I um, was stunned, not in disbelief, but just stunned. And emotionally, I didn't cry, but I felt a bad uh, feeling inside, what do I have to do because I want to live? So I thought about it, I prayed on it, and I said, I know what I have to do. I have to take steps to get this done and get it treated. And that's what I started working on. And that's how I went from there to uh, make contact to get treated. And that's where I am today. And so in that process, did you did you do any research? Did you read something? How did you actually go about, uh, you used the term, you had to start the process. What was your process? Well, that's, my, the process that's, that term seems to be pretty popular in Philadelphia these okay, days. Okay, my process was a friend of mine, family member had cancer, and they told me they came to CT in Philadelphia. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yes. I said, Thank you for that information. I'd seen the advertisement on television a few mm-hmm. times, but I never thought I would need it. Sure. So I call up the Cancer Treatment Center in Philadelphia, and they asked me, could I come down here for three days? And I told them, yes, I can. So I came on a Tuesday. I stayed three days. They did took me through certain treatments, and I was very satisfied with the results and what I needed to do. They didn't tell me, well, you should do this and do this. This is up to you mm. what you want to do. 
and I made the decision what I felt was good that I could do. And they didn't force anything on me. It was my choice to do what I wanted to do for the treatment that I wanted to receive. And, and so I'm going to put a pin there. And so allow me to kind of set the stage here just based upon the quick moment that I've had to kind of get to know you. Uh, you strike me as a very decisive and a very um, uh, independent thinker that, you know, you're not going to be corralled or coerced to do anything. So when you make the point Mm-hmm. that you, there was nothing forced upon you that you were given options and given the opportunity to make choices may i use the language of then you became a partner you 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 weren't a participant you felt like you were a partner yes, in the sir. process of your health yes sir how important was that to you that was very important because i felt the day that i found out about cancer to me i look at life today is the first day of the rest of my life okay and I want to continue to live a life as healthy as possible, so I had to immediately take the steps to do what I needed to do for that goal, and not to hesitate and debate on it, well, should I, could I, would I, and I just stepped to the plate and started the process of getting healed and getting better and getting through the prostate cancer that I have. Okay, and so you were, you were able to partner with an organization that respected your ability to make choices and, and give you options, and then you opt in and say, this is what I'd like to do. You start that process. You go down the road of treatment and care. Um, again, um, radiation, chemotherapy, what, what, what type of treatment did you partake in? Radiation. Okay, so you did radiation therapy, and so you go through that process. I would imagine that every day wasn't on top of the mountain. Every day you didn't feel 100%, there's highs and lows. With me working with cancer patients over 20 years, every day is not, you know, you're standing on the mountain pounding your chest. You have you have lulls and moments. How do you or what did you do to help support yourself, inspire yourself, motivate yourself to work through some of the lower moments of your medical treatment? How did you get through those days? Well, how I got through the days, first of all, with myself was... I knew the extent of time I had to do the treatments for. Okay. And the first few weeks, it was like, oh, I got to go through this. Because I didn't know what to expect because sure. I never be- did this before. Yeah. So I was not hesitant. I was just, what to expect? Sure. So I had some good ba- days, bad days with the treatment because I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. I had to get used to it first mentally and emotionally yeah. and physically. And as time went by, it started to fall into place. And I'm at the point now where it's, it's like a, a flow of water. It's just easy. And then I had people that I would talk to on a daily basis. Some had the same cancer that I had. Some didn't. Sure. And they were inspiring to me because they were hanging in there. And I said, I can overcome this. And I know there's always somebody doing better and somebody doing worse. Sure. I have to deal with this. Yep. And I'm going to deal with this regardless of whatever. And I try to stay around people that were positive. I don't want to be anybody's pity party. I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. Right. And um, that's what motivated me. And it still motivates me with people I've met. I've never seen them in my life before. They've mm-hmm. never seen me in my life before. But when I'm here, I feel like a family as opposed to a patient in yeah. a hospital. 
That's and, how I feel. And I've I've seen that, and I've witnessed that, obviously, uh, being in the ecosystem of, of this environment for so many years. And it is, it is truly amazing how many patients from different social, economic, political, uh, and, I'm, and I'm taking us somewhere here, so stay okay, with me, ahead. religious, spiritual orientations that converge on this environment because of the common goal of saying that that people need to be treated like a person, they need to have a partnership in their process of their care, they need to, they need to be given ownership of what they can and will and want to do, and then allow the environment to just nurture that in a respectful manner. Um, the name of our show is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and, it's, and we broadcast primarily to an evangelical Christian audience. But the show is really about the power of faith, the power of belief, yes, sir. the power of hope, the power of inspiration. And I've been around the flagpole enough to know that, that people find hope, inspiration through many different avenues or expressions of faith, if you will. And, and I think it's important to make the distinction that you came into an environment that's very user-friendly to the idea of spirituality and health care, that, that, that you and others don't feel disenfranchised because you have a certain faith belief or a certain orientation yes. of faith. How important is it that your faith was allowed to be utilized, accepted, nurtured, whatever your experience was, how important was and is your faith to your health and well-being? Very important, number one, because first of all, God is in charge, and regardless of what we call him, it's not relevant. What's relevant is that there is a God, there is a creator, a supreme being, and you can get healed with God's joining in and giving the doctor or the people to, uh, to save you, but he's actually the one that's saving you through someone. And so you have to give him the, the praise and the glory first, and it goes on from there. Yeah. And then you be around people that have to be spiritual. It doesn't matter what their religious belief is or their walk of life, that's not important because mm -hmm. you can't get caught up into that because that's a trap. Mm -hmm. But just uh, people that have humility and they're humble and they're caring and they're... And they're uh, Understanding, and this is what keeps you strong, and this keeps you get through what you got to go through mm. on a daily basis. And, and commit it to the humanity of yes. who you are, as because you made the statement earlier. You used the word prayer, but you also used the term that uh, you came into an environment where you felt welcome. That it was a family, it was a community. It's important that people feel the humanity of others and support the humanity of, because cancer patients are human beings. I know we disconnect the two thoughts sometimes, but the fact of your humanity was nurtured, empowered, and supported, and through your unique spiritual faith expression, you were allowed to be encouraged in that environment to aid and assist your process of health, healing, and wellness. And it was all natural because now, at one time, did myself ask them, well, what's your religious belief? Or right. did anyone ask me what my religious belief Which was? Which is awesome. We just came together as one, and I could feel the spirit and the vibes. And just from a feeling of, of the uh, spirituality that was coming out of individuals and how they were, it wasn't necessary to find out if they went to a church, if they went to a temple, if they went to a witness hall or whatever. It didn't matter. It was just the fact that we're all in this together and we're sharing our experiences and we're going to get through this together. 
And that's what counted for me, and that's what helped me get through to where I am today. And and is it fair to say? And I certainly don't want to put words in your mouth that it it, it is one of the uh, uh, endearing factors that you cling to of your experience at Cancer Treatment Centers of America that you felt that sense of universal com- uh, community. Yes, and I've met people here from all parts of the world, from the Caribbean, from Europe, from different. St- States, different cities, small cities, large cities, and different occupations, just different things, different experiences. Right. But in talking, it just felt it was just like a puzzle was put together by different pieces because it takes different pieces to make a puzzle. Right. And with the different pieces, we just made a puzzle that came complete and we framed it. And this is how I feel it made it good for me and it'll continue to be good for me a nice mosaic a nice tapestry I I remember when I uh, visited Rome and Italy and I had an opportunity to go to the Vatican and one of the um, uh, expressions of artwork in Rome and in Italy is all of the mosaics that that and frescoes they call them as well that they put together with all these little pieces of of stone that they carve and that they paint mm-hmm. and then they start putting them together that's like a puzzle and then when you see this finished work it, it's absolutely breathtaking and in, and it's inspiring i hear you say that that was part of your experience in in terms of your sense your path of healing health and wellness what would you say to members of your faith community or to anyone for that matter around how important it is to have because the key point that I heard from you today that I want to make is that God is the God of all gifts and good gifts that he works through men, through processes and through systems because sometimes and I I don't think that this is respect to a person that sometimes certain theological schools of thought try to separate God from the process of what God does through people and places and things. And I agree with you that God works primarily through people, places, and scenarios uh, to execute his will in the earth. How important would you say to your faith constituents or people in the community of how important it is to align your belief of faith with your action of being well and utilizing the healthcare system? Okay, I believe this. If we stay connected to the Creator, I believe that God helps those who help themselves. He gives us the avenue and the tools to get through things, and we have to pick up the tools and move on it. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's something that we have to do. We have to work at what we're ever trying to achieve. He Mm. gives us the blueprint, Mm -hmm. and it's for us to follow the blueprint to create a change in our life, whatever we're trying to do, through our health and through just our everyday living to be a better person, to be a a better patient, and to continue on. Those are the steps that we have to take. And so, again, the scripture that comes to mind, basically, faith without works is dead. That's correct. In our closing seconds and moments that we have, Edward, and I've been inspired to hear you, I, I really thank you for the time that you've spent with us today. Thank you. What is a one aha moment that you had in being a cancer patient working through the process of diagnosis, treatment. What's the one thing? Okay, I mentioned God, and one thing I didn't mention is the staff here has been overwhelming to me of how they've been responsive to any question I had or anything I needed to know. It wasn't like, well, I don't have time to talk to you. When I, If they didn't have time, as soon as I have the time, 
we can talk about that. And that inspired me to know that I was at the right place also because mm -hmm. they got to the point where they know me by my name when I walked through the, through the building. Which is nice. Yes, how you doing, Edward? You know, and it feels very good, and it's like, it's like they're not just here because they're getting a salary, they're here because they're here to be helping us as a family to get better, because they're part of it too, even though they may not be a cancer patient, we need each other. We need them, and they need us, and that's what keeps us collectively, and this is what gets me through it, and this is what's gonna continue to get me through it. And I'm so proud, and I can say that, this is an overwhelming staff. It goes from the doctors to the radiologists to the clerks to the housekeeping. All the departments I feel really comfortable with, and I feel very, I respect them, and I feel very respected by them. I think what's apt to pull here is feeling the power of being in a family. We are family. Today, this is Edward, who is a current prostate cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Blessings to you, my friend. I pray that nothing but good things continue to happen to you and for you. Thank you for being part of the family. And I appreciate God. you for having me here. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. God bless. Thank you. Well, Percy, I want to talk with you about this very rich conversation you had with our special guest here today. We'll do that in just a moment, but let me remind everyone listening that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866 712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We learned, uh, I learned some very important things from your guest a few moments ago. Well, Edward shared some profound things. And, and usually as we talk with people who have had cancer or are in the midst of being treated for cancer, we get a sense of the initial, you know, emotional kind of feeling and sense of what took place. And one of the things that he said, you know, and, and you can tell just in the power and the tone of Edward's voice, he's a pretty strong and kind of powerful individual. Yeah. But he talked about how initially how he was just stunned when he was initially told that he mm -hmm. had cancer. And so when we understand, you know, and that's not untypical, that people are having to work through a sense of disorientation initially when they're told that they have cancer and they have to kind of reboot and, and kind of uh, reground themselves. And when he did that, he began to really talk about the value and the importance of partnership and being connected with an organization and with a staff and with a clinical group of people that provided him with choices and options. Yes. I think that, you know, to, to highlight that, we live in a day and age in a culture where, and, and I don't think it's anything new, I just think it's been more enumerated, People want to know that they have choices, mm -hmm. that they have options, and that they're not being dictated to. They're not being told this is what you're going to do. And I think it's a really important mental uh, and emotional place that people who are dealing with cancer and sickness and disease want to believe and feel like that they're part of the process, that they're not just sitting by, you know, going for the ride, if you will, for lack of a better term, but they're engaged in this process, that they have some ownership and that they can participate because it gives them a sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I think that psychologically, emotionally, and certainly physically, uh, being empowered 
allows one to begin to think that they can fight back, that they can resist, that they can push back against that which is trying to push upon them at that point. And it really aids and assists them in a very profound way. Edward knew he had a role to play uh, in his cancer journey, but he also deeply appreciated the people who came alongside him. He did. He he talked about feeling like he was part of a family, you know, and, and again, when we begin to understand and dig into that that term and what the, what does that really mean? emotionally what does that represent for people it talks about the fact that I didn't feel isolated that I wasn't alone that I wasn't out there by myself and that I was able to uh, to be engrafted into an, an environment and with a group of people who uh, allowed me to be who he was he talked about how having his unique uh, religious and spiritual expression never became an issue with the environment of the staff or other cancer patients that he met that they all joined together and rallied their forces to support the idea that we are going to fight back together. And that really gave him a sense of empowerment. Yeah. Things as simple as people calling him by name. Well, you know, it's an amazing thing that when we begin to understand some things that really matter to people, being called by your name in a healthcare environment, he said he felt respected. He felt like people knew him, that there was a connection at the end of the day. Well, what does that mean? Wayne? Why, why is that important to someone who has cancer. Well, again, in many cases, people feel isolated. In many cases, people feel like they're on an island, uh, that no one really cares. He talked about the fact that he felt like the staff was not just there uh, doing a job, but they were there because they really cared and they were really concerned and therefore really committed. Well, you want to feel and believe that someone is committed and that they care and they're connected to you when you're dealing with, you know, some life struggles and issues such as cancer. So that meant something for him and that meant something to him. He also said that he was putting his faith in God, but God expected him to do something. God gave us the tools to to work with. So he made an amazing statement that I think sometimes does get lost in the faith community. And we mentioned it with our opening scripture about faith without works is dead. There is, we do believe and trust in God. We do have a hope in God. But he made the statement, he said that God gives us tools, and I quote, but we must pick them up and then we must use them. Yeah, so there's yeah, something very powerful that, statement. Yeah, yeah, so we've got to do something. And he, my interpretation is he just wanted to be in an environment and with a group of people who would who would embrace him, ingratiate him, and then uh, nurture him and then provide him with options of tools he picked up those tools and then began to apply them to his process. We heard from a man today who had a sense of confidence, and you could just hear it in his voice, a sense of self-assuredness, but at the same time, he needed other people. Well, I think it really speaks to the dichotomy of what we may perceive and think of being strong. What does that mean? Strength does not mean being alone. Strength does not mean that you just stand by yourself, you know, that you're Superman. Even within the the concept of the Marvel characters, uh, I noticed that all of the new versions of the movies now they're they're putting all of the characters together to team up you know so you've got batman and you've got superman you've got aquaman and you've got you know all good but we can be better together that's exactly right so and then they created the justice league and so we're talking about creating a league we're talking about creating camaraderie we're talking about creating a team so though he is strong and he certainly was and and somewhat independent of spirit he needed and he desired and he utilized the fact that he also became part of a team and or a family 
family. Yeah. Uh, I'll continue talking with you in just a moment about this, and we'll wrap up our program in a moment. But there's something else I want to mention to our listeners today. According to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will have cancer during their lifetimes. Hmm. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the Ministry Leaders Network is absolutely free. And when you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders resources. You'll receive information about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. So here's the thing. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. And we'll talk more about this uh, specifically in the future, but I just wanted to mention that here today, Percy, before we uh, run out of time and wrap things up. You want to come back to that scripture you opened the program with? Well, absolutely. Thank you for the reminder of the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's an important execution of really providing, again, additional resources to the faith community. But we want to close strong as we start strong, and that is with the book of James, the second chapter, verse 26, our spiritual nugget, and we've referred to it already, but we're going to close with it literally is for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And as Edward reminded us, God gives us tools, but we must pick them up and then use them, my That's friend. That's a great message to get today. We mentioned earlier, but if you want to go to our website right now, you can download the free resource, Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. Tremendous advances have been made recently in the treatment of cancer, but there's certain things that we need to do as cancer patients. So look for this online, Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. It's available as a free download at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look at that. The time goes by so quickly, Percy. Great to be with you today. God bless you. God bless you. And remember, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do, my friend. Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Thank you, brother. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.